On this episode of Universal Indo Explorers, it's our first of a 10-part series about Springfield. Just kidding. We give you our guide on how to spend one entire day at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Join us as we explore Universal Orlando. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Universal Orlando Explorers Podcast. I'm Kobe. I'm Holly. And together, we're going to explore everything that Universal Orlando has to offer. As you heard in the teaser, we are talking about Harry Potter today. We're spending an entire day in the Wizarding World. But before we do that, Holly, where can everyone find us on social media? Check us out on Facebook and Instagram, as well as Twitter. And you can also find us on Patreon. And when you become a patron, you receive a m- access to a monthly AMA. A thank you for becoming a patron shout out, a happy birthday shout out, and a sticker. And Holly, we actually need to do June's AMA. That's true. We're almost out of time here. Sneaking up on us. It's been a quick month. Yeah, a lot going on. Yeah, so our opener there, I was having a conversation on Twitter earlier this week about how how everything that we do is about The Simpsons and how I just talk about The Simpsons nonstop. So we probably could do a 10-part series, <laughs> oh, like Ken geez. Burns. Like what? Like Ken Burns. I don't know what you're talking the about. The documentarian. You don't know who Ken Burns, the documentarian, is? No. Really? Okay. What, what is he? I mean, he actually did like a, I think a nine-part series on baseball, nine or ten. They like broke it up by innings. Oh, is that like the history of baseball? Yeah, no, he's like a well-known documentary. It's not Maybe like some saw name him, I, I like just made up. What he, he did, I know. You probably watched something in history. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> all right, so here's what we're doing. One of the things that I see get asked all the time on social media is, can you really spend a day doing the Harry Potter stuff? And I've always kind of felt iffy on the subject, but... Holly and I went together. We kind of mapped all this out, looked through the Wizarding World, and there's a lot to do. So what we're going to do today is we're going to break down how we would spend a day at both Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure if we were just doing Harry Potter attractions. Are you ready? I am. All right. So to kick us off, the first thing that we are going to do when we get in the parks is we are going to turn right. And we're going to turn right to go through Hollywood and then through what's left of Kid Zone for like 10 seconds. And that is because we want to make sure we can stop in Springfield so that oh the Simpsons no, are it doesn't matter which... somewhat a part of our day. <laughs> it does not matter which way you go. But then we continue onward and finally we will end up in London. And while we're in London, the first thing that I'm going to recommend doing is checking out the night bus. Now, Holly, you are a night bus expert, so go ahead. Oh, am I? <laughs> yes. Okay, sure. At the front of the night bus, there's a little interactive spot where you can talk to the driver of the night bus with a shrunken head. He doesn't have a shrunken head. The shrunken head is um, another character. Which one do you think you look the most like? The bus. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? No, I was going to say the shrunken head, <laughs> oh. but the bus is better. Yeah, the bus. It's fine. <laughs> Just going to think of the most ridiculous part. <laughs> when you do check out the night bus, definitely go around the back and you can really get um, a good look inside so you can see all the beds and there's a lot of cool little details on there. 
And that's also a really good uh, photo op, too. See, that makes you an expert. Thank you. All right, that's all I got on the night bus. It's it's a nice little show, a little Q&A, a little meet and greet type action. Maybe not a show, but you get the idea. But it's short-lived. On the London waterfront area, like all the shops and stuff like that, there are little Easter eggs. The one, though, that I would go to right before entering Diagon Alley is I would make sure to go into the phone booth. Okay, Kobe's an expert on the phone booth. Tell us about that. Dial magic and you get a recording of the ministry. And then from there, you can do either one of two things. You can either go straight into the ministry or you can make a pit stop to Grimmauld Place and see Creature in the Window. And if you're looking at my list, Holly, I did not have Creature in the Window on there, but I have it now. Perfect. (laughs) You do not need to knock on the door, but if you just want to practice your door knocking skills, knock away. He's on a timer. That is correct. We always see people knock and then try to run away to see creature and not necessary. Yeah, like playing ding dong ditch with this house elf. (laughs) And wondering why he's so angry. Fair. All right, so then we're going to go into Diagon Alley. I would recommend entering by the bricks. Yes, so there, it's kind of hard to see even where the entrance is. Don't get me started. (laughs) Very difficult if it's your first time there. But there are two separate entrances. So one takes you into Carket Market, which is the right-hand side. The other takes you into like straight into Diagon Alley. And that's the one you really want to get if it's your first time here or you're trying to make, you know, a nice impression. It's it's kind of the more notable scene since Carket Market isn't actually shown. Yeah, so that's (laughs) the whole thing. That's that's an add-on for the Wizarding the actual, you know, Wizarding World at Universal. So if we're trying to do this, like I really want to be fully immersed in this world, you got to go in through Diagon Alley. You see the dragon right in front of you. It's, it's, I mean, it's the best way to start. Yeah. So you'll know that you're in the right one if you see the bricks. If you're going in through Carket Market, I believe there's like more of a wooden facade in front of you before you turn into Carket Market. It's kind of like wooden, um, has like big, large wooden panels on the wall. So don't go in that way, going through where the bricks are. Yeah, if it's not bricks, it's not that one. Go the one with the bricks. All right, so we're starting our day here in Diagon Alley. And now, wait a minute. Why didn't we rope drop Hagrid's? We, I kind of think it's overrated. The attraction? No, rope dropping. Rope dropping. First of all, (laughs) it takes forever. Even if you use EPA, you still get a hustle to beat people there. And what we kind of talked about doing this episode was... Crafting the day almost in like a narrative form in a way that allows you to really experience the wizarding world as a wizard would. You know, the first thing you do is you go to London and then from there you, you know, visit Diagon Alley and then, you know, kind of go from there. You're not going to give away the rest of the episode, but almost putting it like chronologically. Right. Rope dropping Hagrid's wouldn't be too chronological. We'll get there. Don't worry. It's coming. So we're going to start off, we're going to have some breakfast. So we are going to eat at the Leaky Cauldron. And there's a wide variety of options there. It is more traditional English food as opposed to three broomsticks, which is more Americanized. So we figured to keep it on theme, that's where we're going to start off our day. So for us breakfast options, they do have um, some typical American food, which is good if you're not too adventurous here. It says, so scrambled eggs breakfast potatoes, pancake breakfast too. And then they do have a um, more traditional English breakfast. So that includes, um, does have scrambled eggs too, sausage links, black pudding. I don't know what that is. English bacon, 
baked beans, grilled tomatoes, sauteed mushrooms, and some breakfast potatoes too. It's a little bit of both here. So you can get a little adventurous if you really want that English experience. And and then it's even more so for lunch. You can you can really get more of a taste of the English fare for lunch and dinner. So if you do want to go here for lunch and dinner, they do have fish and chips, very traditional English, bangers and mash, which is sausage, creamy mashed potatoes, roasted tomatoes, sautéed onions, and cabbage, along with minted peas and onion gravy. Toad in the hole, which is apparently a popular dish of English sausage, baked into a Yorkshire pudding and served with onion gravy, minted peas, root vegetables, and roasted tomato. They've got stew, cottage pie, a fisherman pie, a mini pie combination, so you can try both of those at once, scotch eggs, Irish stew, shepherd's pasty pie, and plowman's platter. We've got um, English cheese, crusty bread, field green salad, cornichon pickles, apple beet salad, Branston pickle, and scotch eggs. I've never heard of it, like half of those things. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so those are your options. But it's breakfast, so we're just getting breakfast, and that's it. From there, trip to the Wizarding World, not going to be complete without making sure that you start off by getting your robes. So you can head over to Madame Malkin's. Malkin's? Malkin's? Bueller? And you can get a robe. Oh, yes. Definitely make sure you step in front of the uh, magic mirror there. Might give you a compliment or maybe not a compliment. Or it might suck you in and then you're trapped in the mirror mirror realm. Hopefully not. You never know. Magic mirrors do what they want, right? They're magic. What house are you going with? Ooh. What do you mean, ooh? What house are you going with? You're just like, it's not just picking. Where, where do you think you belong here? Oh. Um, I'd say Ravenclaw. Yeah, okay. I think so. Why not? I think you know what house you give off. Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. No. No, you're probably right. <laughs> Where am I going? Slytherin. Yeah, as I sit here in, sure. in our green recording studio. So yes. am I. Well, yes, but you're a guest. <laughs> oh, okay. In my house. Well, this is this is like the Slytherin common room. There is there are not many things in life that I am as sure of as I am that if that sorting hat was putting me somewhere, he's putting me in Slytherin. It's like all the way. Yeah, I think so. It has to be. I mean, like you can make arguments for certain people. Oh, maybe they belong here. They have traits. No, like this is where I belong. I think I would be a Ravenclaw. Yes, I'm but cunning. You, but you can also make some arguments that, like, well, cunning is actually more the Slytherin, Slytherin? category. I'm. Cunning intelligent is, like, is clever, but you're also trying to screw over someone else. Oh. Well, I'm pretty intelligent. Yeah. So Ravenclaw speaks to you, but like you're pretty brave. You're married to me. Like Gryffindor <laughs> could be a good fit, but like I'm firmly in yeah. like the bad the bad guy house. Like that's where I belong. Doctor Dave is a Hufflepuff. All right, so we're all robed up. Now it is time to go and get a wand. Now you could go to Wands by Gregorovich. That's like just a cart, really. I would not recommend. Instead, I would go and I would do the Ollivander show. So it's like a, what, five, ten minute show? Yeah, it's short and it kind of continuously runs throughout the day. We've only done it once. It's it's fine. I mean, it's certainly not something that like I go out of my way to do, but I think that for this experience, it's something that you should do. Yeah, and I definitely think, if, again, if it's your first time, you're going here with, with children too, it would be a cool experience to see for sure. Now, if you are going with children and they do get picked, they're going to, you know, give them a wand. It's not free. So the wand, choose the wizard, they do the whole thing, right? And then you get the wand at the end and 
you're thinking it's free. It's not. It gets taken away. Your kid gets upset. Be prepared to shell out for the wand if your child gets chosen. Yeah. Not going to tell you how to parent, but in this instance, I am. It is the best way to avoid <laughs> Be a tantrum. And I would say, too, like, there is only one child that gets picked per show, and it's not like you... I wouldn't really want to spend your day continuously going to the show to, in hopes that your child might get picked. There are people who do that. I know. That's... All right. That hi- might take a while. Hypothetical. You get chosen for this as a child. You're with your parents. You get chosen for this. They don't buy the wand. Do you have a tan- uh, tantrum? Do I personally have you, a tantrum? You personally, child Holly. No. No, because you I were just- I hardly blowing. threw tantrums. I flip out. I cause a scene. <laughs> I'm a problem for everyone. In fact, I probably throw a tantrum to the point where the day at Universal just ends here and we're going back to the hotel. Maybe even back to Massachusetts. I'm losing my mind. I would think it would depend on like the lead up to this wand experience too. If I, if it was like, oh, can I get a wand? And they were like, oh, maybe. And I get picked and then I don't get the wand. That might be a little tough. I'd be upset, but I don't think I'd throw it. If I get chosen today and you told me that you, you wouldn't let buy me the buy wand. the wand, like that's it. I'm flipping <laughs> Throwing out. a tantrum. I'm gone. I'm going to be your first tantrum at Universal. No, that is that is true. It would not be my first. Would it be my fifth? No, probably more than no. that. Probably not your first of the day. <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> be too cold. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. It was cold. It was in the 50s, freezing. It was chilly. That's the same thing. Continuing onward, from there, I'm going to get into line for Gringotts. Hey, if I'm going to spend what? But hang on, though. Once you have a wand, right? I would recommend if it's your first time there or you're going with children to get a wand, right? All right, fine. We can switch these up. Go ahead. I would recommend getting a wand because there are special interactive experiences that you can do with the wand. Correct. I already suggested getting the wand. Well, you suggested doing the show. Yeah, but why is getting the wand so good? Because there are interactive wand spots, which were the next thing after Gringotts. But Holly has commandeered our plan. She's changed things up. Well, I'm going to get a wand and then instantly go on a ride. No, I need to use the wand a little bit. Quickly approaching a tantrum, but fine. (sighs) Yes, interactive wand spots. Yes, there are many. Yes. All throughout the land. Exactly. You can tell when it's an interactive wand spot by um, some, I'd say, like medallions that are like on the ground or like gold circles that are on the ground. Except except for some places where there are no medallions on the ground because they're hidden wand spots. Yeah. And good luck. Just look for the places where people are just pointing sticks at stuff and there's no medallion. Correct. There you go. That's That's the hidden wand spot. Or it's just a nut with a stick. So if you want to explore a little bit now and go to some of the wand spots, that would be a great time to do it. But before we get to our next thing, you probably need money, a little bit of money. So there is a Gringotts money exchange, and this is not in Gringotts Bank. It is over to the right in Carkett Market. And this is a bit of an interactive experience where you can go and exchange your human dollars, not human. I guess the wizards are, are human too. Your American dollars for some wizarding money. That's not true at all. What? Yes, it is. Correction. What I said is not true at all. So in this uh, wizarding exchange area, or money exchange area, you can go in and um, you talk to one of the goblins. And it is an interactive interactive experience. He does talk to you a little bit. And you can change your money. Um, you can use it anywhere on Universal property. 
Or you can go with the $5 option, swap it out. There's your souvenir. Right. Exactly. So a, little, a, bit, a bit of a fun experience. You can go and actually change your, exchange your money there. What's the goblin's name? I don't know. I don't either. Maybe it's a question you can ask him. I feel like not. He's pretty rude. They're all pretty he is, rude. He is kind of grumpy. Would you say that the rudest TMs at Universal are the goblins? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think if anybody else qualifies. As rude? Well, I mean, like, they're they're actually, like, employees of something. It's not like you go to Marvel and, you know, Dr. Doom's a jerk. But, like, he's not, like, an employee. He's not an employee of anything. True. He is the leader of a not-so-free nation. Are the goblins but- employed by Universal or Gringotts? It'd be a gray area. They're employed by what Warner Brothers, right? Being contracted by they're like they're like ten ninety nine. Okay, perfect. It's fair, but yeah, it, I I don't know his name, so we're just gonna move along here. So now we are going finally to Gringotts. <laughs> so the first thing that you're gonna want to do is you're gonna want to send one person and not six to go put your group stuff in the lockers. Or you could just be like everyone else and just send six people in there. Yeah, they're a little crowded, so I would definitely recommend sending one person. Also, if you're deciding between Express, Single Rider, or Standby, make sure that you don't make that decision in advance. You want to make that decision right in front of the ride. You want to block as many entrances as possible. Mm, Really helps with the flow of traffic. Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't do that. All right. If you're going with your family, you either know that you have Express Pass or not. You go in Standby. Yes. That's where you're going today. No express for you. So you're going standby and you're just going to enjoy the experience. You're going to take in the queue. You're going to see the fantastic bank entrance. You're going to see the boring offices. But there's a couple (laughs) little Easter eggs in there. You're going to go on the elevator. Right before the elevator, you're going to see the TM that I thought was a animatronic goblin for a long, long time. Wow, that's rude. Not an animatronic. No, no, that's not true because they're dressed in the the bank guard outfits. I just thought they were a guard. I was instantly just checking, like, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. No, they- (laughs) I was going to say. No, they- uh, No, no, no. Uh, Animatronic guard. I thought thought it was an animatronic the first couple of times I went because they didn't really move. Fair enough. And we weren't there long enough to really, like, see them for that long. We were probably there, like, 30 seconds, and I was spending most of the time looking the other way. So I thought it was an animatronic. Fine. Not a goblin, I'm sorry, guard, (laughs) guard. (laughs) So then you're going to go on to the elevator that takes you just a little bit too far down because when you come out, you're going to grab your 3D goggles in the middle of that mosh pit and then you're going to go up the stairs for some reason and you're going to see the caverns. Well, they couldn't accommodate an elevator on that level. How about that? There you go. You're going to see the stalag something, not going to tell you which one. Tights. Or mites. Nope, mites are from the ground. Tights. And you're going to get on the ride. The ride is a must-do part of this whole deal. If you are afraid of roller coasters... It's not too roller coastery. I definitely think you can get away with it. I think if, if you're tall enough to ride this ride, you can go on it. My dad is coming with us on our August trip for just one day in the parks. And now that you've said that, we're going to put that theory to the I test. I think so. I really do. I don't think it's that bad. My dad hates roller coasters. I don't know why. This should be the first thing we ride. We'll just knock him out for the day. He'll be done. I really don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's bad. But it's sort of bad? It's very good. No. No. He can ride it. Yeah, I think that the screen elements blend in really well with the practical effects. I do, like a lot of people, wish it was a little bit more of a coaster, but ultimately it's it's a solid, yeah, solid It's entry. a very good story 
coaster. It's in a, a fantastic. Yeah, yes, from a story perspective, this one is really well weaved into the Wizarding World. Like you know how Universal rides don't just repeat the movie; they're not yep. just like yeah, it's an extension or like an offshoot of of some sort. This is a great example of that. So it's it's a must do. Ride's gonna end. You're also gonna take a geographically confusing route out, considering that you're supposed to be down in the ground, but alright. And then you're back in Diagon Alley. And where are we going from there, Holly? That's right, the bathroom. The bathroom. Yeah, if you're Kobe, definitely. Because you the have not gone to the bathroom yet, so you're gonna need to go. And where's the bathroom? I personally I'm turning to the right and I'm going right over to one of the interactive wand spots, actually, where they make... Might get a little wet. Yep. Yeah, make those are pretty good bathrooms right in um, Diagon Alley there. All right, and now I had... It was time to do interactive wand spots, but you've already done those. You've already ruined that part of your day. It's done. It's over. So since you're in that area, I would suggest actually going to the Magical Menagerie. What? Is, what is this? You're ruining everything. Well, you didn't really put it in a good um, logical order. Oh, my good. Really? I didn't put it in a good logical order? No, no. I mean, you're going you to got- Hogwarts. You, you need a wand. You need a robe. All right, fine. But you also need a pet. What do you mean and you need a right pet? that's right near the bathroom. What if I'm allergic? That was one of the requirements to going. You need a pet. There's no. That's not a requirement. It was. It was not a requirement. That's why they all had a pet. No, it's because they could bring a pet. It was the first time that they were away from their parents, and they were like, you know, I'm going to celebrate my independence with a rat. Or an owl for I'm some reason. I'm gonna have to reason. look this up. It was actually a requirement or just a suggestion. Yeah, I'm like 12 and I'm on my own. But yeah, here, <laughs> here's a wild <laughs> yeah, bird. We're gonna have all these children stick it in a cage, taking care of pets for the first time. Yeah, what, what, what <laughs> do you mean? It was not a requirement. Well, well, nothing. Okay, so yeah. children, if you're listening to this, go to the magical menagerie. <laughs> Tell your parents that it's a requirement that there, you get a pet. There you go. You buy a pygmy puff or uh, something else that looks like Holly. You can check out the snake animatronic if you go around the side of the building. That's the way to yes. see it. It's a very cool shop. There's awesome. a lot going on. It's like a two level, but um, you just have to look up at the second level. So there's a bunch of different animals and pets up at the top that are uh, animatronic and moving around. So that's a cool, cool place to go. Yeah, I think it's on the short list of shops I definitely want to check out. Yeah. So what else? What other shops? We got Globus Mundi. We got Weasley's Wizarding Wheezes. Yeah, Globus Mundi would not be the next one. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, Globus Mundi uh, uh, like takes up a permanent spot in my head. All right. Um, then if we're you know shopping around, I would go to... I swear. Don't what? do it. Don't. You're about to. Don't say it. <laughs> Which one? What are you going to say? Weasley's Wizarding I, Wheezes. Right, I already said that one. Yeah, but you mentioned it like offhandedly. Like, oh yeah, you might want to check it out. Definitely go check it out. It's awesome. There are so many gags in there. Um, They do bring a lot of like the Weasley's... Um, wizarding Wheezes? What does that even mean? Like, Weasley's Wizarding Wheezes? Like laughing? Don't overthink it. Anyway. It does bring a lot of a lot of their gag gifts to life, so that's really fun. Another shop where it's like two or three levels, honestly tall. So there's a lot to look at in there. It does get a little congested in there, so it's kind of um not one I would hang around too long. In, what if the personally. whole thing is actually just a dot com bubble joke? What does that mean? You know what the dot com bubble was? No. 
It was when, like, late 90s. You make it seem like I don't know anything on this show. I need to start quizzing you. Great. (laughs) So, the late 90s, all these tech companies were popping up, and it really wasn't sustainable, and all of these stock prices were going through the roof, and eventually the bubble burst, and people lost, you know, millions. So, how is this like Weasley's Wizarding Weezes? WWW. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's Ah. not like that. (laughs) You're so annoying. How do you know? When was the Potter Actually, shit? Did they use the internet? Yeah. Late 90s. True. They don't need the internet. Anyway. Well, yeah, they probably don't. Anyway. <sighs> Moving on. You can check out the Daily Prophet. It's just a door, but if you listen really closely, you can hear newspaper stuff happening. And it's probably the only place you can hear newspaper stuff happening today because it's 2023 and everything's on the internet. Comes full circle. There you go. Dot com bubble. <laughs> All right. Where would you recommend going after this, Comey? Home. Holly's ruined the Come day. On. Leave. No. Leave the park. No, no. No, from here, I'm going to Nocturne Alley. Whoa. And I'm going to walk. The dark side. I'm going to walk into Nocturne Alley. Slowly. Because if I hustle in there, my eyes won't adjust, and I'm walking right into a barrel or something. That's very true. How would you get there, though? Because this is often overlooked by many, many guests. Vanishing cabinet. How do we get there? Hogwarts. Okay. That's a long trip. Okay. How can I actually? You know where those bathrooms were? Yep. Turn left. Or when you come out of the bathroom, just look ahead. See that dark dark alley? And there are people walking down there probably? Go there. Follow people. It's the only time I'm going to tell you to follow people into a dark alley. (laughs) Jeez. It kind of looks... A little bit like an employee's only area. It's not. There is one like sign with, um, I think, a hand on yep. it that says Nocturne Alley. Follow that. You can also get there from like the main area of Diagon Alley. It's right after. It's right after the Leaky Cauldron. It's actually a pretty large archway that's just right in the middle of Diagon Alley. It's like Leaky Cauldron, this large archway, and then a bunch of, I think, like Madame Malkins or some other storefronts. But that's Nocturne Alley also. But I think a lot of people just kind of walk right by because it's very dark. It doesn't look like much. I like that you just made up the shop that's definitely not over there in that part. Yeah, huh? Prove it. Want me to pull up the map? Yeah, I do. Pull up the map. While you're doing that. Let's go. I will talk about what I would do in Nocturne Alley. So there are a lot of interactive wand spots in here as well. So you've bought that wand. So you can kind of check all those things out. It is a very visually appealing place. There's a lot going on it's very atmospheric it's creepy there's a great forced perspective area it's like a staircase which is it's really small but the forced perspective makes it look like it goes really far back i checked that out a lot of the shop windows have different projections of you know creepy crawly things and and that sort of stuff i would also want to look at the wanted posters there's one for bellatrix i think grayback has one and then of course you have the shop you have borgen and burks but before i talk about borgen and burks are you struggling over there yeah the interactive map doesn't really zoom in far enough okay so we'll never know anyway here's a question there's two ways into borgen and burks right so you remember our yes. honeymoon when i took that picture of us in nocturne alley you were on one side of a of like a gate and I was on the other. Yeah, so that's actually when we first turn into Nocturne Alley though. There are like two separate little alleyways. Oh, okay. So you can just if you go to the left, you end up at Borgen and Burks. 
you end up coming out on like the right side of Borgen and Burks if you're looking at it straight on. Okay, so that's that's I how I get to one of the doors. Yeah. Okay. All right. You talk about Borgen and Burks. So Borgen and Burks is kind of if you've you know read the books, watched the movies, the shop for all of the dark wizards. So this has a lot of um, nods to the film and the books as well. There's like the cursed necklace in there. Don't touch. No, it has so the many Easter cabinet. eggs, the vanishing cabinet, and so, so many details. It has like a lot more of- Dark like, art souvenirs. Yes. Bellatrix's like wanted poster on like different t-shirts and stuff like that. A lot of different- Universal does a really good job of only putting some of the, you know, Harry Potter merchandise in certain shops in this area. So some of the stuff that you find in this shop, you won't find in other parts of Diagon Alley. Very true. Death Eater masks, the Malfoy cane. Yeah. I think There's they even a, have the like dagger that Tom Riddle's in there. Diaries for sale. <laughs> right? The Dobby dagger's in there, right? Yeah. I think so. There's a lot of stuff in here. It's very cool. All right. So, meta question. I'll try. I think there's Azkaban t shirts too, like wanted poster type stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so meta question. So, it's Borgen and Burks, right? Mm-hmm. Now, would we assume that since this is kind of like a dark wizard hangout spot, that this is the goat, that the creators, the founders of this shop are probably not the coolest cats out there, They're like dark wizards or sure. dark wizard adjacent? One would assume. Okay. So now if we think about the luxury company, considering that it's high-end stuff and well-liked, are we are we saying that Dooney is the good guy out of Dooney and Burke? Like is Dooney coming out with like the hot? <laughs> is Dooney coming out with like the high end offerings, and then Burke is just marking the prices through the roof? Like it's, these it's bags that, are really it's only that meant Burke to be family. Yeah, like is it just like Dooney <laughs> wants the bags to be a couple hundred bucks, but Burke is like not twenty five k for that thing. He's the evil guy. Is that is that how this works? Yeah, I guess that's what we think. Do you think it's the same guy, or do you think it's like an offshoot? No, it's probably the same guy. Is it audit? Does it have to be a guy? No, I mean, it's the last name. Dooney and Burke is assume. real, but like Borgen and Burke, like could be any Burke, right? right? Could be Mrs. Burke. That's true. See, that's why that's why I'm on the show. You're so I annoying. ask the hard hitting questions. Right. All right. So we are back from L.A. and we are we use the Vanishing Cabinet or Flu Network or whatever. Well, that's where I'd find Dooney and Burke, right? I'm not gonna find oh one gosh. here. Oh my gosh! All right, so we're back. We're gonna leave Nocturne Alley. That's enough. We're just we're gonna leave. At this point, are we hungry? Are we going to need a little snack or something? Oh, yeah. We're getting hungry. All right. Where are we getting a snack? I would definitely suggest we got to get some butterbeer. Would you? I'm going to suggest ice cream. I'm just saying. I'm getting some Florian Fortescue's. All right. Just as good. All right. So you got butterbeer. I got Florian Fortescue's. And then we're going to go and we're going to check out a show. So you got Tales of Beetle the Bard or you have Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees. Yes, both pretty good shows. And if you're a man and you want to be in the show, hover near the stage. They might pull you up. Or they might be like, oh my God, why are you near the stage? And ignore you. I don't know. 50-50? Unless you get a good view. It's a good show. I want to see the tale of the three brothers. We've never stopped and actually watched the shows. We've seen snippets. Everybody out there, I think, knows that we're not huge show people. No. But it is a quality offering. Yeah. If you're, uh, you know, having a snack and you're walking around and happens to be a show on, stop and watch. If it's not your thing, maybe you grab your butterbeer, you go chill in Nocturne Alley. That's a good opportunity, too. Mm-hmm. 
The oh, stairs on the side of Gringotts are also a nice spot to stop and have your snack. I sat there at HHN with my pizza fries, and I was like, huh, I kind of yep. get why Holly's always always wanted to sit up here. Without and, uh, me. Yeah, I'm doing and it And I you. still yeah. haven't sat there. So thanks. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it is finally time to leave Diagon Alley, and we are going to do that by exiting Diagon Alley, and we are going to walk all the way over to Hogsmeade because that is the only way to get there. Eh. We are going to exit Diagon Alley, and we're going to walk over to King's Cross Station, which looks like a real-life train station. It's amazing. It really does. It sounds like it. It has, like, the ticker board, which I love listening to and watching all, like, the times change for the different trains coming in or or departing. You do need a park-to-park ticket in order to do this. You sure do. Yes. Park-to-park, as in also Islands of Adventure. Correct. Because you will be leaving... Wait, wait, you're looking at me for, like, confirmation that we're leaving studio? Yes, no. you're leaving studios. You will be leaving Universal Studios and going over to Islands of Adventure. You'll be in a different park once you get off of this ride. Yeah, so don't leave your stuff in a Gringotts locker thinking you're slick. No, definitely not. Make sure if you want to do anything else over at, you know, studios, you do that. But you will be going to Islands of Adventure after this. Or you could walk out through Springfield. That'd be my choice. All right, so you've taken the Hogwarts Express over. And so the queue is very authentically themed to a train station. It's kind of rough until you get to the second floor. Once you go up the stairs, you do have the unique little effect of walking through platform nine and three quarters. And I would recommend having a family member hang back and take photos. Right. If you love that family member, maybe you switch with them and take a photo of them going through the wall. If not, you just don't get their photo. It's fine. They're and this is a little tricky because it is part of the queue. So you don't want to hold up the queue for too long while you're trying to take this All right. picture or. All right. So this came up recently in a, a, like a universal group on social media. And it was the argument over if someone stops in line to take a bunch of photos, like takes a while. We're not talking like stops for two seconds. Like they just like stop and they're just like, oh, I'm checking out the queue and I'm taking a bunch of photos. Is it line cutting to walk by them? If they're just like stopping. And I was like, no. If you want to stop and check out the queue and do whatever and take your time, that's cool. But if people pass you, they pass you. That's that. It was like 50-50 on uh, responses. I almost think like a little conversation needs to happen. Like if you're stopping to take photos, I think like it's your responsibility to say like, and you're going to be there for a little while to say like, no, you can go ahead. You can go in front of me. I'm taking some pictures. That's cool. You can tell me. But if you're just hanging out there for a minute, I'm gone. Oh, I don't know. Bye. <laughs> we got we got places to be. But with this, this, fo- this I think is a photo op in my opinion. Yeah. It's kind of why it's there. And because the photo op requires a family member to kind of walk. Like you're still in the queue again, but you do need to walk, I don't know, maybe like 20 steps ahead so you can see the effect of walking through platform nine this one i'm letting happen yeah and i think a lot of people do i def and there's a decent amount of line after this it's not too long um but it's not like right after this or like immediately getting on the hogwarts express is a, a, a bit of a line so i think you have a little leeway with this one here i'm sure that'll be contentious please leave us a five-star review on apple podcast <laughs> now continuing through the line you then get outside and when you get outside you get to see hedwig Yes, now, Hedwig very nice. has been released from her cage. So at any moment, just... she could just get snatched by a bird yep. napper. 
Because the animal rights and activists were just so upset about, oh, the owl's in a cage. Oh, my God, the owl's in a cage. Ten-year-old Harry Potter has just been introduced to magic is expected to take care of this wild owl now. If Hedwig was in the cage in that in that movie... Harry would have died. Yes. What do you mean Harry would have died? It's, it's a narrative. They would have just came up with another way to save him. We're going to kill the main character and keep going? Well, she saved him, so... Good thing she wasn't. I wonder how many people thought that there was a chance that he wouldn't make it to the end of the series. Hey, has anyone ever done that? Has anyone ever subbed out a protagonist? I don't know, but you know what is a funny thing I always see online? Whose favorite character is Harry Potter? Like, how many people do you know are like, oh yeah, my favorite character is Harry Potter? I'm trying to think who my favorite character is. Probably not Harry, unfortunately. He doesn't really get enough love. Who's your favorite character? Um, Probably Hagrid. Okay. That's fair. I have mine. Or Hermione, I'd say. Who's yours? I'm going to give you one guess. Lucius. No. Serious. Closer. One more guess. I think you're going to get it. You're very, very close. Lupin? Very, very good answer. It's not. It's Buckbeak. What? That's not true. Yeah, it is. I like Buckbeak. What are you it's talking your about? your favorite character. That- <laughs> no, <laughs> characters have speaking roles. What? what that, is that defines a character. Rule? I am a reading specialist. A character has thoughts, actions, and speech. I have three English licenses. What do you mean? Well, apparently you don't really know what a character is. What do you? What That's what I'm saying. English lit. A character does not have to have a speaking role. Yes, huh? Or thoughts that you can hear. All right. We're going to agree to disagree, and by that, I passive-aggressively mean I'm going to be right and you're going to so be wrong. So who's your favorite character, then? Buckbeak! Oh, my That's gosh. my pick. That's ridiculous. Well, there might be fewer people whose favorite character is Buckbeak than Harry Potter. All right, so, like, I, I can't even think of... Because, like, there are a lot of people who are like, Mad-Eye Moody. I'm like, no, that's Barty Crouch Jr. You don't know Mad-Eye Moody. How about McGonagall? No, I see him. I'll th- oh, You've seen him for, like, two good. minutes. I'll take McGonagall. Okay, fine. But it's actually Buckbeak. Sure. Buckbeak doesn't care. About what? What are you talking Anybody. about? Anybody. He's just like, oh, this annoying rich kid's getting in my face. Guess who's getting slashed? You don't want to bow? No problem, bro. He's a wild animal. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to get my head chopped off? Whatever. Just another day. I'm sure somebody's going to have some sort of time machine undo this anyway. Do what you got to do. Yep. Great reason to have it be a favorite character. Anyway. You're a hater. Get on the Hogwarts Express right on over to Hogsmeade. Then you're going to get off and you're going to go straight to the Hogshead because it is time for beer. And if you're not an adult 21 plus, it is time for butterbeer, which is why I went with Florian Fortescue. So Holly's just doubling down on butterbeer. Oh, fine. Not a bad option since there are three different kinds of butterbeer that you can get. Where? Frozen, cold, and hot. That's not true. Yes, there are it is. six different t- types of butterbeer well, you can of get. The, of the drink, the drink variety. Potted cream, fudge, and ice cream. Yeah, so see, you're just like misleading people. I'm not. You just, you came to this completely unprepared. Okay. Someone's going to give us such a two star. It's a joke. Because of you. No. Yes. You know what? I'm like, fuck Beak. Favorite care. character, fuck Beak. <laughs> Where's the hogshead? To the right of the three broomsticks. I was going to say, what now? I was gonna say right above the hawk's shoulders, but no. <laughs> you're Angus is gonna rip me apart. <laughs> this has been a difficult episode. It's gonna be to so bad. It's gonna be so bad. People wanna know about this, Colby. All right. I mean I'm we're doing it. 
What? Do you want me to do you want me to just read off a list? You want me to read a menu? No. All right. So going to the Hogshead, what are the adults getting for a beverage here? The Deathly Hollows, except don't call it that or they're not going to give it to you. Instead, ask for... What are they asking for, Kobe? Instead, ask for... Instead, ask instead, your wife ask to for ask for... A three-layer beer with Strongbow Cider, Hogshead Ale, and Guinness. So this used to be a drink that you could order by name, calling it the Deathly Hollows. It's three different beers, so it does get layered. So it's like three different colors in the cup. It is a really pretty beer. Looks good for a photo. Pretty tasty. Yeah, but you do have to order it, um, kind of saying it that way now, asking for a three-layer beer with those specific beers in it. Or honestly, you could just ask for a Deathly Hollows and hopefully somebody just hands you the Elder Wand and then you can get whatever you want. And this is the only place you can kind of get that um, since this is the one location where you can get the Hogshead Ale, which is a Scottish ale style beer. Also pretty good. I do like it. You could also get Witch's Brew. Yes. And Dragon Scale. Correct. Boom. All and really good. Also a pretty good beer to get butter beer. Usually this is a little bit shorter than the carts that are in Hogsmeade. Almost always. Yeah. And at least this one, you're like waiting inside and it's not like you're just standing in the middle of Hogsmeade. Correct. Now we are technically in the three broomsticks at this point, except for our journey. We are not because that comes later. So we're leaving and I'm hungry again. I'm getting a snack <laughs> at Honey Dukes. I am. I'm surprised you didn't stop at the bathroom again. All right, fine. You know what? I'll get my <laughs> snack later because you're rude. I'm going to stop at the bathroom. I'm also going to take a quick photo op and I'm going to get a picture at the window for Honey Dukes. Behind the hog's head? Sort of. It's actually right in front to the left and then it brings you around a corner and then you find the window. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you go out behind the hog's head, you won't end up at it. But you're close. If it's like Marco, not Marco Polo. Uh, if it's like uh, hot or cold. I don't know why I thought it was Marco Polo. Marco Polo. Oh, good, good. The bathroom right near the Hogshead, too. You can hear Moaning Myrtle in this bathroom. That is true. Kind of cool little Easter egg. All right, so we're getting a snack. No, we're not getting a snack. Remember, I changed it up. Oh. No snack. Now, instead, we're going to get on Flight of the Hippogriff. This is your favorite character. Oh, yeah. I love Buckbeak. Yeah. So, we're going to go by Hagrid's Hut. We're going to walk through the queue. We're going to hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Then we're going to get on the ride. I'm going to make sure to bow to Buckbeak. If you do not bow to Buckbeak, the animatronic comes alive and he will slash you. No, that's not true. But he will bow. So if you don't bow, like you're kind of a jerk. Bow to the bird. Exactly. This is a pretty fun um, junior coaster. Definitely one that everyone can ride here. It does give you really, really good views of Hogsmeade. It's coming later. And of Hogwarts. It's coming later. Okay. But talk about the views. It doesn't give you views of anything. It's a kiddie coaster. That's it. You just do it. The animatronic is great. It is a really good animatronic for that coaster. And I do like that you're flying on like a trainer buck beak. Mm. It looks like the Wicker Man. Sure. Do you know what the Wicker Man is? I do. Not the bees. Not the bees. I don't know what that's referencing. The Wicker Man. Well, I, I don't remember it. All right. So once you get off the ride... It is time to check out a show. You get the Triwizard Spirit Rally or you have the Frog Choir. Honestly, check them out to check them out. I personally don't find either of these impressive, though. No, they're kind of short. They aren't like, um, you know, like horror makeup show. Like they aren't like a full show here. No, it's a quick little thing. Yeah. 
I want to go out of your way necessarily to uh, catch one of them. No, it's it's a skippable for sure. But if it's your thing, check it out. And today it's our thing, so we're going to check it out. You can also check out Ollivander's here, but we already did that, so no. Now I'm going to check out the remainder of the hidden wand spots, or the interactive wand spots, rather. Correct, because there are some here too. They'll do wand stuff. Mm-hmm. Effects will happen. You'll amaze your friends and family. Unless they already know about them, then they'll be like, oh, good, I've seen that before. Right? I'm not wrong. <laughs> no, you're not. Now it is time to ride Forbidden Journey. You will journey through Hogwarts. You will meet everyone. You will see pretty much everything. This is just like a grab bag of Harry Potter goodness. The ride is one of the most technologically amazing rides of all time. It is my personal favorite. It is not Holly's personal favorite. I really like it, though. But it is my favorite. But this ride can make someone who typically gets nauseous on rides pretty sick. Yes. Yeah. This is not good if you have any sort of motion sickness. It's probably like a 10 out of 10 likely to make you motion sick. For a lot of people, closing their eyes through the screen portion does help. There, It is like 50% screen, 50% dark ride. Yes. Um, it is an incredible ride, though. So if you don't get motion sick or if maybe like a little motion sick, I definitely do think it's worth going on. But even if it does make you motion sick, I would, both of us would definitely recommend going through the queue and seeing all of this. It is like a tour of Hogwarts, pretty much. You go down into the dungeons, out into the um, greenhouse. You see Dumbledore's office. You're going through different hallways. You see the founder's portraits. Um, You see the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom, Gryffindor common room, sorting hat, and then you're on the ride, right? I think you got it all. So it is super immersive even if again if you're not going on the ride it is pretty much a tour of hogwarts up until that point um definitely worth walking through it is the best queue on property it is my favorite ride it is a must do you cannot possibly have an authentic harry potter day without doing this ride now if you're like kobe i'm gonna get sick i don't want to just throw up on this ride just to say i did it what are my options Simple. Just walk through the queue with your family. Yep. If you're going later in the day, it's not going to be longer than like 30 minutes max. Just there walk through the queue. Um, one section before you actually get to the part where you're loading onto the carts. Um, they kind of like separate off the queues, I'll say, right in the Gryffindor common room. Um, there's a bunch of team members usually hanging out in that area and then they're letting so many people go up further in the queue. That's a good spot where you can just say, hey, I just want to get on a line here. And they'll let you right off. There's a door right there. You can also try to ask for the castle tour at the entrance to the ride. Not a guarantee, but could be a possibility. Gringotts also has the bank tour. Again, not an automatic, but you could ask. Sure. You do come out of um, Forbidden Journey at Filch's Emporium. Another cool little uh, gift shop there where it's supposed to be all of the items that Filch has confiscated. So another area um, where you can kind of look around. They have. They also have some different items that are for sale there. But you do have to walk through it. After. I have a new favorite character. But Filch. Mrs. Norris. Aww. Wait, so that can be a character? No. 
Yeah, see? No. no. She's not a character either. I, I still don't understand your arbitrary ruling on what no, makes a character. No, I felt bad that Miss Norris kind of uh, gets petrified. She's fine after. That's her claim to fame, though. Just getting petrified. She's got nine lives. That's like one. It's not even one. There you go. She's fine. Oh, my God. You just... You make doing the show so difficult. Right. I'm a beacon of knowledge, and you're a beacon of character ruiners. <laughs> she, Holly's just laying back, staring at the ceiling, <laughs> contemplating her life. <laughs> All right, we're almost done. So now, we're going to get back into line for Hippogriff. Why are we doing this? Because we exist in a world where the nighttime lights at Hogwarts Castle still exist. It is closed for refurbishment right now, but we know that some sort of light show is going to come to Hogwarts. That's not the end of light shows. So when it does come back, we got to be prepared. And the best way to see it is not to cluster in the crowd at the entrance to Hogsmeade like cattle packed in. Instead, go on Hippogriff. And now you're nice and spread out. And if you're lucky, while the show is going on, you'll get onto the ride itself and you will have amazing views of Hogwarts and the light show. Yes. In the past, the light show, I'll say, isn't something that, like, needs careful attention to, per se. It's a lot of the sorting hat yelling out the different houses and, like, show scenes happening on the castle. So you can definitely in enjoy a lot of that while you're in line for Hippogriff or um, actually on the ride, which is really cool, too. I don't know if this actually works out with a, a timeline here, though, Colby. Probably depends on what time of year it is. All right. It's like December. It's getting dark at like 530. Okay, perfect. Then this works. Perfect. <laughs> if you really want to end your day with this being dark, you get the view, and it's not quite time yet, you can have your dinner now. We're going to have our dinner at the Three Broomsticks. Yes, and the Three Broomsticks has some of the same options that were over at... The Leaky Cauldron for dinner and such. Um, they've got that shepherd's pie, fish and chips, beef pasties, rotisserie smoked chicken, which looks really good. Spare ribs platter, chicken and ribs. They have a smoked turkey leg, which Corbin and I have tried at another park, Six Flags. Pretty good. Uh, mushroom pie platter, some salads. They also have a children's menu. And one of the um, more popular items here is called the Great Feast. This is a platter for four. It does go for $72.99. But if you are splitting it, again, amongst four people, not such a bad option for dinner. That does include a garden salad with um, with rotisserie smoked chicken, spare ribs, corn on the cob, and roast potatoes. And you can add on some extra food for that. It does. You have the option of adding on an additional serving of $17.99 per person. So that is a pretty good option. Um, if you are trying to feed a family there. I just want the giant platter in general. It it does seem like a lot of food. That That's the whole thing. I, I just want food. I'm just starving. Even right now, I'm hungry. I do want to try here. We haven't gotten it yet. They do have a freshly baked apple pie, which isn't on a lot of the um, dessert options in Universal. And also a chocolate trifle. So that's something I kind of want to get. You can also get butterbeer here and a lot of the other drink options like uh, the pumpkin juice, pumpkin fizz, lemonade, and they also have apple and pear cider here as well. That seems made up. 
Nope, it is straight facts. Don't say straight facts. <laughs> I'm young. I'm hip. Only one of only one of the hosts of the show is in their thirties. Yeah, and my back is in extreme pain. Anyway. Now to wrap up the evening, it is time for you to get on to Hagrid's. So again, in this world, it is dark at like 5.30, 6 o'clock. So you do still have time to get on to Hagrid's and you will. So now we get into line. We wait, what, an hour and a half to two hours? No, probably less at this time of day. Hour to an hour and a half. And we end our day at what is objectively... Probably the best ride at the entire resort. That is true. It's tough because Hagrid's, it does typically have a longer wait. It is an incredible coaster. But it, again, they, there is no express pass for this. I I almost want to say that this would be a ride that you might consider extra for your Harry Potter day. Or if you don't get to it, it it'll be okay because it, it is a larger time commitment. Is that I, fair? I disagree because I think that you have enough time in a day to do everything on our list, including Hagrid's. You're probably right. Fair enough. Well, you could do everything we talked yeah. about today. You just get to like three you, rides you and then Hagrid's. At, you look at the shops and stuff like that, right? If you want to build in Hagrid's, you got to do a little less shopping. If you don't want to do Hagrid's, then you can extend that out. You can extend out the interactive wand spot. Have a longer lunch and dinner. You can do all of that. If you do want to get on Hagrid's, just cut some of those things down. Not even cut them out, just cut them down. Especially because with Hagrid's, if you if you make it the last thing of the day, and this is when I would do it, I would get into line near closing. You're probably not going to be able to get in like 5-10 minutes before closing, but like 30-45 to 45 minutes before closing, they're probably still letting you on. And now you have a huge advantage. What you're going to be able to do is the final thing in our list. You are going to be able to get off of Hagrid's and see Hogsmeade almost empty. That is very nice. And that's how you're going to close out your day at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. You are going to see Hogsmeade mostly empty. Yes. If you are going at a very busy time of year, sometimes they do close the queue. They stop letting people into line. Um, a decent amount before park closing. It reaches capacity. Right. So you, you do kind of want to keep an eye on that if you are going you know, the week of Christmas break or um, some some weeks during spring break too. But that is, I think, the ultimate way to end your day, seeing Hogsmeade with really not a lot of people in it. Because right. honestly, I have a tough time in Hogsmeade normally. So later at night, it's much better. Is there anything else that you want to add here before we wrap up? No, I'd say, you know, just make sure if if this is going to be your day for exploring everything that the Wizarding World of Harry Potter has to offer, really take it slow. There are so many details. There are so many places for different pictures and different interactions. Um, you, you know, you don't really want to rush through, especially if you're a big Harry Potter fan. Um, really just immerse yourself in the world. And um, it's it's so detailed. It looks so much like um, what you saw in the movies and a lot of the details from the books as well. So really just take your time, soak it all in and enjoy. So there you have it, folks. As always, thank you for listening. If, if you want to keep the conversation going, reach out to us on social media. And as always, safe travels, explorers. <laughs> <laughs>